I'm going to get on a soapbox. That's all there is to it. That was not a soapbox. <laughs> that was just the gospel. Okay, so here's, here's the soapbox. There are many people in the church today that say the gospel of Jesus is a simple message, and here's how simple it is, that even a child can accept it. Isn't that true? Yes. But they never stop there. They always take it further. They always imply or they expressly state the gospel is simple, so simple that a child could accept it. So all of this discussion, all of this scholarly talk, all of this theological stuff, all of it is a waste of time. We need to get back to the simple gospel. I love hearing people say this. We need to get back to the simple gospel. Well, at first, I would say right off the bat, of course, we we should always retain the simplicity of the gospel. Is the gospel simple? Yes. Is the gospel easy? No. It is simple to understand a message that says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's not easy to accept that truth, but it's simple to hear it. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The wages of sin are death. That's a fun one. Gets closer and closer once you hit 40. So anyway, so the wages of sin are death, okay? But the gift of God is what? Eternal life in what? Christ Jesus, not in you. Woohoo! Okay, it's eternal life in Christ Jesus. And how are we in Jesus? The scripture says that the gospel is preached... And by hearing, faith comes, right? Because we have something to believe in. And so we believe and we repent and we are born again. Isn't that an amazing truth? Okay, that's the gospel in its most simple form. We should always retain that gospel. But here's the criticisms of this idea of let's just stick with the simple gospel. The problem is it negates everything the Apostle Paul did throughout the New Testament. The Apostle Paul writes the book of the Colossians, the the letter to the Colossians, to debate the deeper issues. You realize how short Colossians would be if Paul accepted this nonsense idea of let's just keep the simple and throw away the complex? It would have been like, hey guys, I know you're Christians, good job, see you later. That would have been it. I could teach that series in in only four weeks instead of four four months. So (laughs) I could spread it out, though. Some of you are getting my jokes today. It's good. I love it. Here's, Here's the other problem. So it contradicts all that Paul did. Paul is talking about the finer points. The other thing that it does is it negates what God told us to do, which is to grow to maturity. The Scripture says, leave the things of childhood behind and move on or press on to maturity. We're supposed to be growing up, amen? Can, no, I need a better amen than that because you don't believe it until you're amen in it real. We need to grow to maturity. How many of you have ever watched The Princess Bride? No, 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 no. If your hand doesn't go up, you are out of this church, okay? This is better than Lord of the Rings. Serious, right? Classic, right, Mark? Amen. Okay, so anyway. Okay, you've seen Lord of the Rings. How many of you believe that the, the story of Lord, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Princess Bride, how many of you believe that the story of the Princess Bride would be easy for kids to understand? Every one of us. Why? Because it's the most basic story we've heard all of our life. Boy meets girl, conflict, resolution. They live happily ever after. 
This seems boring when you just state it in those basic forms. But listen, stories have been written in this structure for eternity. (laughs) And we love them. We love them. They're amazing stories. Our kids can grasp that story. My daughters, seven and under, they love Princess Bride. We also have to skip past that one bad word in the movie. But it's really a good movie, and they get it. Now, let me ask you another question. How many of you, have, as adults, absolutely love the humor of Princess Bride? You love the humor of Princess Bride. And guess what? You love that humor, and you understand that humor. Why? Because you're old enough to understand that humor. Life has affected you. You get sarcasm. Why is it that people today don't get sarcasm? I don't really get it. But anyway, you get sarcasm. You love it. One of my favorite pieces of humor in this whole movie is the fight scene between uh, Wesley and Indigo, right? And they're up on the Cliffs of Insanity right off the bat. That's just amazingly funny. So they're up on Cliffs of Insanity. And you know what they do as they fight? You, You know this? They talk out their strategy. Like, that's what you would do in a fight. Oh, I see you're using this tactic. Yes, I thought it fitting, you know, considering the terrain. We all love this. We're, we're amused by this. Our kids don't get it. Now, I am going to share with you a, just a simple principle, and that is this. that If your kids are laughing with you at this movie, it's simply because they love to mimic you. My daughters laugh at stuff I know they don't get. Like, not even close. They can't get it, right? And they're laughing at it. But here's the warning that I have for you. You laughing at things that are inappropriate or stupid or dumb or vulgar or whatever, crass, you laughing at that, it's training ground. You're teaching them to laugh at the stupidest stuff. You're teaching them what they do. Make no mistake. You're always teaching your kids something. And that's, that's not to your praise most of the time, is it? Sometimes you go, shouldn't do that. You know, there are words that I still struggle with saying. I'll I'll be the the really great high Christian here and say, they're not the official cuss words, but there's words like crap or something like this that I struggle with, okay? You want to know when it becomes evident that you need to work on that? When your seven-year-old says it. And all of a sudden you go, hmm. So that's what my mom keeps saying when she hears me say that. <laughs> that's what she's hearing. She's hearing her seven-year-old say it. So I just want you to, I, I want you to understand your, your words, your laughter is a training ground. So is how you react to everything. If you, if, you, if you do nothing but play video games, what do you think your kids are going to do? If you do nothing but ignore the people in your house, what do you think your kids are going to do? If you do nothing but look at your phone, what do you think eventually your kids are going to do? That's just the way it works. It's a training ground, okay? So The Princess Bride, complex humor, right? Complex humor. How many of you would love that movie if all the humor was removed and you just got this story? You just got this story. Boy meets girl, a little bit of conflict, resolution. Everybody's happily ever after. It gets boring, doesn't it? Your maturity makes you enjoy that movie all the more. Your maturity, my problem with everybody saying we need the simple gospel and forget all this scholarship, is that the deeper you go into this understanding what God has done and the nuances of his word, it makes you enjoy him all the more. It makes you see him for who he is, bigger than what you imagined at first. 
bigger than what you saw at first. So I hope that you will, you will uh, take me serious when I say we need to study to show thyself approved. We need to rightly divide the word of truth. We need to hunger and thirst for his word on a regular basis. And this is a sacrifice. It is pleasing to him. And it's going to cost us something, church. It should cost you something.